on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Well, working for Northland Outdoors, you just never know where you're going to end up each week. So far in 2016, we've been in Kentucky, Las Vegas. We've been near the Boundary Waters on dog sleds. We were getting chased by a Yeti on fat bikes last week. And now we're in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin for the beginning of the annual sturgeon spearing season. Now, this is a very unique season. In fact, it's really the only place in the United States you can do this. There is one small season in Michigan, but I think there are only around six fish speared for it or something like that. Nothing compared to the deer camp-like atmosphere that takes over the town surrounding Lake Winnebago. We were out here last year and got to take it all in. This year, we're armed with licenses and spears, so hopefully we can spot one of these prehistoric creatures while we're here. We're going to talk to Craig Molitor about all the events that take place while we're here. We'll also find out a little bit more about this giant fish. Minnesota has a new big game program leader. His name is Adam Murkowski. Who is he? Where did he come from? And what does he want to do with our deer? We'll find out. Plus, one of my favorite stories that we've come across is the forgotten Winchester. It's a, it's a Winchester 1873 that was found leaning up against a tree in a national park in Nevada. Eva Jensen was the park ranger who found it, and we'll talk to her about what her thoughts were when she found it. George Dillman is from the Cody Firearms Museum, and they were tasked with the preservation of this rifle. We'll talk to George about that process and where you can see this gun on display. Thank you for tuning in all across the Northland Outdoors radio network from Worthington to Ely and Jamestown, North Dakota to Park Falls, Wisconsin. I'm Brett Amundsen, and joining me once again, Greg Kaiser, How are Bri- you? Brian Peterson, hey, Brett. Becca Clemens. How are you doing, guys? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thanks for joining us. Becca, you didn't, you didn't win the Brainerd Extravaganza? I did not. Nope. I lucked out this year. And everybody was catching big walleyes out there. They were. There were a lot of walleyes out of the 150 fish that were caught. A good, like, 95% of them were walleyes, so. And Brian, you were attacked by the Cuyuna Yeti and survived. I did. He's actually tamer than he looks. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Congratulations. I'm glad you're here. Good to be here. (laughs) It's time for another contest, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Yeehaw. Sturgeon. (laughs) Wow. We're talking about sturgeon. The prize up for grabs. This contest, by the way, is sturgeon. Something about sturgeon, ladies and gentlemen. Something about sturgeon. It's sturgeon, 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 sturgeon. The prize up for grabs is a pair of uh, beaver mittens made by Paige at White Wilderness Sled Dog Adventures. Did you guys get to see those? I did. Yes. Those mittens, those were uh, unbelievable. I got to wear them while I was sled dogging last week. See the picture at northlandoutdoors.com. All right. Something about sturgeon. Here we go. Something about sturgeon makes me want to watch Matlock and the Golden Girls. I know. I, I guess it's because the fish are very old. Is, is what I'm thinking. So, question number one: How old are they? Are they uh, a older than dirt? B the same age as Betty White? Or C approximately 225 million million years old? Greg, what do you think? I'll go with the 225 million. Are you sure? Is that your final answer? I'm going to go with that. All right, Becca? I'm going to go with my girl, Betty White. Betty White. Mm-hmm. Very nice, Brian. So what's the difference between Betty White and 225 million? <laughs> oh, zing. <laughs> Sorry, Betty. I'm going to go with 225 million. 225 million years old. Sturgeon date back to the Triassic period, some 245 
Uh, some 208 to 245 million years ago, their characteristics haven't changed much since the earliest fossil record on these fish. They are dinosaurs. Playing uh, something about sturgeon here on Northland Outdoors Radio, which of these involves something about a sturgeon? Is it A, scones? B, scoots? I might be saying that wrong. Or C, skittles? Skittles. Brian, you can go first on this one. Um, Scones, scoots, or skittles? Uh, scoots. I have no idea what. That's why I'm going with it. You're going with scooting. All right, Becca, what do you think? I'll go with scones. Scones. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure about that? No, but I like skittles, so I don't even want to think that there's sturgeon even related to them. So. All right, Greg. I love scones and skittles, <laughs> and I'm thinking about how to put those together. Uh, that could be cool. Anyway, I'm going to go with uh, the. The option B as well. Okay, so I think it's scoots. They're uh, they're the lateral rows of bony plates that sturgeon have along its body. So skittles, it's not skittles. You guys tasting the rainbow and scones are some sort of pastry product, I believe. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> something about sturgeon here, Northland Outdoors Radio. Remember, a pair of uh, beaver mittens up for grabs here for the winter. There are 27 species of sturgeon, including the beluga. What was the largest sturgeon on record? Is it A 527 pounds, B, 316 pounds, or C, 3,463 pounds. Becca, you can go first on this one. I'm going to go with 527 pounds. 527 pounds. Greg? C. 3,463. Yes. All right, Brian? I am also going to go with A. I'm sorry, two of you are incorrect. The answer is C, 3,463 pounds. The largest is a beluga sturgeon. It was a 24-foot-long female found in the Volga estuary in 1827. Did they catch an ice fishing? Yeah. Dough balls. (laughs) Maybe they were spearing. That would be a fight. Oh, man. All right, uh, Northland Outdoors Radio continues. Something about sturgeon here with Brian Peterson, uh, Becca Clemens, and Greg Kaiser. Something about sturgeon makes me hungry. While you can smoke the meat, there's another delicacy involved with sturgeon. Is it their A, eyeballs, B, cheeks, or C, their roe? Greg? Roe. Brian? Gotta love that caviar, roe. I don't know what roe is. But I'll go with it because I haven't gotten one right. Yet, so I'm going to go with my guys here. Hey, you guys are all correct. The row, of course, is processed into caviar, a luxury food, and the reason why caviar-producing sturgeon are among the most valuable of all wildlife resources. This is my game show voice, by the wow. way. Something about sturgeon. They've been subject to overharvest from commercial fishing and also vulnerable to pollution and habit, habitat fragmentation. That's where the increased management comes from and the overall success story for bringing many of the species' populations back from all-time lows. Having Bob Barker There's something about sturgeon, 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 sturgeon. There's something about Lake Sturgeon that makes me want to stand on a chair. With roughly 45,000 sturgeon in Lake Winnebago, the regulations state that a sturgeon must be a minimum of 36 inches long to spear. How long will these sturgeon get? Is it A, 50 inches, B, 60 inches, or C, taller than Shaquille O'Neal? Becca, you can go first on this one. I'm going to go with taller than Shaquille O'Neal. Brian? Yeah, they're dwarf and Shaq. 
<laughs> Greg. <laughs> uh, I'll go with uh, 60 inches. Six, are you, do you want to do you want to phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> I maybe should have, but the answer, of course, is uh, C. Taller than Shaq, sturgeon will grow to over seven and a quarter feet long, seven foot, four inches long, over that, and weigh over 200 pounds. That's a big fish. Holy crap! Yeah. It's a big, big fish. And our winner of something about sturgeon, ladies and gentlemen, is. I'm not sure I wasn't keeping score. It wasn't me. Sorry. <laughs> One of those gloves. Sorry I got like about one it. out of five. Paige, you get to keep your beaver mittens this week. Uh, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. We're in Fond du Lac where we'll be taking part in the sturgeon spearing season with uh, myself, also Jamie Dittman, who writes for the, the Brainer Dispatch, What's Up Outdoors. We're taking over, uh, we're, we're taking in a shelter over a large rectangle cut in the ice in a spearing shanty. These are fairly unique over there. They're not, they're not ice castles. You really don't see portables. They're all these shanties, one man or two man, that they can spear out of. Uh, some of them are designed uh, uniquely. It's just an interesting, it's a fun event. It's something that everyone should do at least once in their life. Uh, last year, while we were out there, it was very, very windy. It was uh, like blizzard-like conditions out there. You could hardly see across the lake. Uh, a lot of guys were getting lost just driving around on the lake. Um, those shanties, though, they seem to handle the wind pretty well, a lot better than a portable fish house anyway, right, Greg? Uh-huh. <laughs> it comes with its with. own set of challenges. <laughs> so how was your, how was your uh, experience the other day? Pretty good. I, my right arm is working all right, and uh, I made it home in one piece. I wasn't sure. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I was out Sunday. It's been a rather busy winter, and I got a young one at home, so it uh, hasn't been a lot of ice fishing afforded uh, into the schedule. So I, I took a break and went down and found some fish so i went to set up the portable and the wind gusted and myself and the fish house went across the lake and bounced and rolled and (laughs) broke into pieces and i thought i was broken too uh i laid there quietly for a few minutes and gathered my thoughts and was able to get back to my get back to my wheeler and save a little bit of pride and pack up and go home without crying too much now i'm I'm picturing (laughs) you uh going uh you know end over end somersaulting and then getting wrapped up in the sides of this tent like a taco pretty much it yes (laughs) (laughs) i went a good uh 40 40 feet i would guess i i it was a hub style so i got inside and tried to stand up and and uh you know, pop it out from the inside, if you will, and the wind got underneath, and I had a hold of those poles, and I thought I had a little more wherewithal than I did, but I lost. So, uh, and then I was along for the ride. I didn't know what to do, so I just held on. But I've been pushed around my portable a little bit. I've, I've had ground blinds get destroyed in the wind, uh, not while I've been in them, uh, thankfully. But uh, have you ever spent the night in a portable? I, I've I've heard like a hub style or or a flip over. Not like on a planned thing. I've fished. <laughs> I've fished a lot. I've fished long nights, but I don't know that I've gone out with like a cot and said, I'm going to sleep in the portable tonight. Maybe kind of like staying in a yurt. Yes. Brian, you stayed in a yurt last weekend in uh, Cuyuna, central Minnesota there while we cover the whiteout fat bike race. First of all, tell our listeners what a yurt is. A yurt is a insulated canvas tent. Uh, This yurt was 20 feet in diameter, uh, wood floor, uh, all the amenities of the camper cabins you see at the state parks. Um, domed, domed roof uh, with a skylight, which is good for the summer. You can actually open it in the summer to let the cool air in. Um, small stove, small wood-burning stove. Uh, sleeps up to seven people, and there are three of them at Cuyuna Country State Recreation Area in Ironton. Yeah, how much did it cost for you to stay out there? 
it was $65 a night. Uh, that's what it is for Friday and Saturday nights. During the week, it's $55. And it's uh, $50 and $60 respectively at the other yurts in the state, which are uh, 16-foot, three-person yeah, and there, you know, it's not just at the place that you were at. There are some other ones around the state as well. Yes, there's actually 20 footers at Afton State Park, and there's 16 footers at um, Glendale State Park. Can you find these in other states? Yes, I've, I came from Colorado, and they're big in Colorado. And I think that's where these yurts are actually made. They were made in Colorado. Colorado Yurt Company, yeah. All right, that's Brian Peterson here on Northland Outdoors Radio, uh, talking about uh, doing some camping. You you actually wrote about we can read about that experience on our website, right? Yep, uh, northlandoutdoors.com. It's uh, my experience a night in a yurt. Check that out while you're there. You can read about the uh, Brainerd Extravaganza. There's Extravaganza. Uh, all that's on there too, right? But it was kind of unique this year. Yeah, they. Um, it's the 26th annual Brainerd JC's $150 ice fishing extravaganza, and they postponed $150. it. $150. 150000 Sorry, okay. forgot the thousand in there. <laughs> it's like they've scaled back. <laughs> they just have nothing there. to do. They're like, yeah, I might as well go fish for 150 bucks. No, they had to postpone it to two weeks this year because the ice was not thick enough and the conditions were not good. So. There were quite a few people out there, though. There were about 9,000 people that... Uh, Which is still a great turnout when you oh, postpone yeah. something three weeks like that. That's oh, a good yeah. turnout. There's all, you know, hotel reservations and this and that that a lot of people can't go, but there were still a lot of people out there, so... Has, has anyone logged... Was that the warmest temperature of any extravaganza? Because in my years up here, by far the best weather. Oh, yeah. No, it was beautiful out. I went a couple years ago, because this is my fi- fifth year out there, and it was like I was taking my jacket off. It wasn't so much like that this time because it was kind of windy towards the end at least, but it was beautiful. It was a perfect day to go fishing. Maybe that's why they were catching so many walleyes and a little they bit were. of warm-up. Yeah, exactly. Out of 150 fish, you know, the leaderboard, every one was over a pound. And about, like I said earlier, about 95% of them were all walleyes. But there was one that I didn't know um, what it was. And I asked you about it, Greg. A tulabi. Oh yeah, I'd never heard about that before, and there were there were quite a few up there actually. Yeah, there's a lot of them in Gold Lake. Yeah, and they're a popular fish in this area. What well, a lot of times those fishing contests, you catch anything. You catch mm-hmm. a little perch, mm-hmm. you catch uh, rock bass, whatever. You you run it up to the weigh-in station because yep. a lot of times it'll make the board, but not this year at the Brainerd no. Extravaganza. In any case, read more about that at uh, at NorthlandOutdoors.com. Greg, one of my highlights of Shot Show is seeing the Forgotten Winchester. Very cool. That was uh, uh, just such a neat story. We'll have Eva Jensen. She's the park ranger who found it. We're going to have her coming up later in the show. It's a gun that was leaning up against a tree for 100 years in a state park, uh, national park in Nevada. Uh, George Dillman from the Cody Firearms Museum will, will be with us. They were in charge of preserving it in its current condition, so they weren't going to restore it or anything. They want to preserve it. The, the stock on it literally looks like a piece of driftwood. Yeah, it looks like a cedar oh. post. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's right. It's really, really weathered. You can see a, a video of it at northlandoutdoors.com and hear the story coming up later this hour. We're in Fond du Lac for the Sturgeon Spearing Spectacular here on Northland Outdoors Radio. And we are going to talk to Craig Mahler. He's the president of the Fond du Lac Convention and Visitors Bureau. He's going to tell us what the Sturgeon Spectacular is all about next on Northland Outdoors Radio. Want hunting and fishing news and stories? We've got it covered. And everything else outdoors, it's all here too, and in a big way. At northernoutdoors.com, if it happens outdoors, it's happening here. Stories, photos, videos, social media, and much, much more. All intertwined with Northern Outdoors' other varied products spanning Minnesota, Wisconsin, and North and South Dakota. Updated daily, northernoutdoors.com is one-stop shopping for all things outdoors all the time. Rediscover the outdoors at northernoutdoors.com. You lead a busy life, always coming and going. Trying to keep up with everything? It's hard. 
We get it. Let us help. We'll deliver the latest news from the outdoors, rules and regulations from across the Northland right into your email with the Northland Outdoors newsletter. Sign up now at northlandoutdoors.com. It's free. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay updated. And hey, maybe win some cool prizes. Find out more at northlandoutdoors.com. is Northland Outdoors Radio. Well, last year I had the chance to travel to Fond du Lac to experience the start of the sturgeon spearing season on Lake Winnebago. This year I'm back and I have a license to actually do some of the spearing, so I'm pretty excited. Now joining us now on the radio show to talk about what this weekend is all about here is Craig Molitor, the president of the Fond du Lac Convention and Visitors Bureau. Craig, how are things going today? Hey, it's great to hear from you, and we cannot wait to see you return, and uh, let's hope you uh, have some success on the lake this year, right? This is really a big deal, isn't it? It, it is. Uh, I had sort of the same experience uh, as you when I first moved to the community about six years ago. Uh, I saw all these people out here as we see them now, and I thought, what in the heck is going on? And the more <laughs> you learn about this this sturgeon spearing phenomenon, the more you just, you, you're just amazed by every aspect of it. Yeah, and there is there are many many things going on, and I want to talk about all of those things here uh, on the radio show. You know, I, I compare it to to deer camp, really. Friends and families they're gathering in garages and at farmhouses all around the lake. Then they go out to their shanties armed with a spear and some sort of unique decoy in hopes of attracting one of these famed fish that roam the waters there of Lake Winnebago. It's I mean it, it's really a one of a kind event that everybody should see at least once in their lives, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's true. And, you know, I thought about the There are two uh, hunting uh, uh, metaphors that I use uh, when I'm thinking about this. One is the deer season. But, you know, it's, it's much more family-oriented, more, much more group-oriented. It's more loud and boisterous and fun. I mean, there's polka music playing, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have that in your... Uh, in your shanty anywhere else, but I'm like Winnebago when you're trying to pull a sturgeon out of the water. Um, it just it just seems almost more group friendly than deer hunting, uh, and that's that's one of the things that I like about it. But you hit the nail on the head. It is family based. I mean, we have generations, literally generations, that share shanties and come out here year after year and do their best to to land a sturgeon. The other metaphor I use, and it's kind of a funny one. You know, uh, I heard it from somebody else. They say it's like duck hunting through a chimney. And if you think about that for a little while, you think, that is insane. Who would do this? <laughs> but that kind of uh, gives you an idea of how quirky it is because the folks keep coming back and coming back primarily because it's just such a, a fun, family-friendly, unique thing to do. And when you do have success, well, then that's just all the much better. This year, I think having uh, outdoor hockey what might be one of the coolest non-spearing events taking place. It is, and I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to have, in addition to the ice kiting, uh, which has come back this year, it's not the world championship, but we've got this great community of local kiters that love to get out there and do freestyle and serve beer and play loud music. I mean, what could be wrong with that? Right. Uh, and uh, so we're also going to be having hockey on the ice. And... Uh, the interesting thing about this is we're not talking about pond hockey, all due respect to pond hockey, or what I call hockey light. Uh, we're actually going to have lake hockey, and uh, we're going to have our local team playing. They're also going to bring in some of the uh, Marion University uh, players who are ranked as some of the best in the country, college players, 
there's going to be a free skate for some of the kids. Uh, but we're going to have real hockey on Lake Winnebago. So much more going on out there in Fond du Lac around uh, on Lake Winnebago. Craig Molitor, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio. And just like any other outdoor event, Mother Nature plays a major role. And just like the other big lakes across the Northland, the ice wasn't really cooperating at first, was it? No, and I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, whenever you're doing something like this, you just you have to put safety at the top of your list. And I, uh, I, last weekend there was a situation uh, uh, in another part of the state where some cars did go through the water. What we wanted to do this year in particular, because it, it's been sort of an abnormally warm winter, we wanted to make sure that we really almost actively dissuaded people from parking on the ice. The ice where we're going to be is about 17 to 20 inches thick. Most of the water, <laughs> where it's not that thick, most of the water is three to five feet deep. So we think we have a pretty stable condition here. But we're going to say to folks, please don't park on the water. Well, I'm excited to be out here this weekend in uh, Fond du Lac, Lake Winnebago, Spearing Sturgeon. A lot happening, a lot of cool things, cool things to see. And I want to come back, if I get time, I'd like to come back this spring because I hear uh, – being in the Horicon is a pretty neat place to be in the spring. It is, and uh, we'd love to have you here. The, the, the cool thing about the Fond du Lac uh, and Lake Winnebago region is we, we're sort of a bookended in. We've got uh, Lake Winnebago on one side and the Horicon Marsh, also known as the Everglades of the uh, Midwest, on the other. I mean, you just for an outdoors person, I mean, it's just it's it's like heaven. So, and and you know, if if I could just say the one reason why or one of the main reasons why we're able to go ahead with this festival or something of this nature, Sturgeon Spectacular, is because of the spearing. I mean, it's been around for generations and generations. It actually was adapted uh, from uh, Native Americans did this. Uh, and we just think it's an honorable, uh, family-friendly, important way to celebrate the heritage of the area. And you really can't do it anywhere else in the country to this magnitude. And so... Uh, we'd love to see more people uh, spearing over time, but we also think it's a great community just to come in with family. Even if you're not a spear, just come on in and have a great time. And we'll have more about uh, about the, the sturgeon and the spearing uh, here on the radio show. And, of course, I, I think spearing on Lake Winnebago started in 1911 or something like that. It's been heavily managed. It's been a tradition forever, many generations, right. like you said. And there, I think there's one other place in the country, maybe in Michigan, I think they spear six fish a year. <laughs> so it's very it, – I mean, it doesn't right, – right. you're right. It doesn't compare at all to what's going on in Winnebago. It's a very unique – uh, situation there. So I'm excited to be here. If, if people want to find out more about sturgeon spearing on Winnebago and all the events taking place uh, this weekend and in the future in Fond du Lac, Craig, where do they go? Well, listen, we're, we're delighted to have you back. Good to see you again. And we'd love to have you check us out at uh, our website, which is fdl.com. Of course, fdl is uh, Fond du Lac. So fdl.com. Craig Molitor, president of the Fond du Lac CVB. Thanks for being on Northland Outdoors Radio. Thank you. Well, coming up, one of the coolest stories I've heard in recent years. You may remember hearing about a rifle that was found leaning up against a tree in a national park in Nevada. It was a Winchester 1873, and we've got the person who found it on the radio show later this hour. Next up, though, is the new person in charge of Minnesota's deer herd, Adam Murkowski. He was named the new big game program leader in Minnesota, and he'll tell us what he wants to do with the big game in that state next. But when I'm alone in the half-light of the canyon, 
all existence seems to fade to a being with my soul and memories. And the sounds of the big Blackfoot River and a four-count rhythm. And the hope that a fish will rise. Eventually, all things merge into one. And a river runs through it. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.